New day, new you. Wake your ass. Only strong, strong, positive Monday through Friday. Fucking gratitude. Be mindful. You're listening to May I Elaborate? Daily wisdom from me, J.B. Smooth. Hmm. Here's a question, people out there. Ever go online, one of those DNA sites, look up their family history? You've probably seen your family tree. That damn tree has a branch with your ass on it and connected to one of your, your parents, their parents, and their parents' parents. Be careful, though. Sometimes those branches can get complicated. Now, I mean, if your parents get divorced and branch off, do those branches branch off? Do they branch off to another damn tree? Or are they branched to the same damn tree they were on originally? Like, do do they got a tree, too? Are, Are you on that tree and this tree? You know what trees are like, Miles? Money trees. Oh, yeah. I like money trees, man. It, ma- it makes no sense. Those are real-ass trees, but they're delicate, Miles. You, you, have you ever bought a, a money tree? No. You got to take care of them, Miles. You got to water them. Not a lot. A little teeny bit of water, Miles. And, and then you get one of those spray bottles, and you got to keep spraying them. Just spray them. You spray them to protect them from insects and, and to keep them moist, Miles. Mm-hmm. But don't baby them, Miles. Some people water them too damn much, thinking they'll grow and, and more money will come that way. That's not how the fucking money tree works. That's, that's not how it works, Miles. Yeah, those people are ridiculous. They, they think a money tree is a, is, a, is a damn ATM. That's not how it works, Miles. You got to be responsible with a money tree, people. Oh, now, now back to your family tree. Those family trees, those are generations. On a tree that regenerates. So you snap a branch off, and one grows right back behind it. You are the regeneration of your previous damn generation. That's just deep, right? Deep shit, Miles. Better than the money tree part. Now, now, how about this? Since you are a regeneration, you also have the ability to regenerate. I'm, I'm not saying like a, a damn starfish or, or a worm or, or a damn sea cucumber. I mean, you can't just chop off a finger and expect that shit to grow back. No, don't don't anyone do that. No, don't don't try that shit. The shit don't work. But you do have the ability to reinvent yourself. Yeah. And, and what did we already say, Miles, we get several turns at bat. You get several turns at bat during your fucking game of life. Right. Your damn DNA is rich with your damn ancestors. And people will say you remind them of previous generation. Because you exhibit similar traits. Your mother will see you sitting there shaking your leg. Your mother will, will immediately say, that your ass got to pee. Why don't you go pee? Because you're over there shaking your goddamn leg like your Uncle Blinky. Remember Uncle Blinky? Uncle Blinky. Everybody got an Uncle Blinky. They used to call him that because in all his goddamn photos, his eyes closed. Stop fucking blinking, Uncle Blinky. You would think half the pictures would catch him with his eyes open since he blinks, but... You know how you catch him? Now, you got to have one of those uh, cameras you hold the fucking button down and, and you go, yeah. and you might catch his ass or you might get all blinks. I don't fucking know. Yeah. His timing is like a camera. He blinking the same speed as the goddamn all the goddamn photos still got blinks in them. Anyway, 
You are like a damn spice cabinet filled with a pinch of your mother, a dash of your grandfather, and a drizzle of your pissy great-uncle Blinky. Now, those generations generated you. Take the time to learn who you are and what you're made of. That way, at a moment's notice, when the time is right, you can shed your skin and regenerate and become the new fucking you. You can't really shed your skin. Once again, your metaphors got a little mixed, but yeah, you can become the new you. Why, why, why can't you shed your skin? Snakes do it all the time. We all should have the ability to change, to step out of our original form. Of, have you ever seen a locust before? You'll see a locust, and you think it's a locust on the tree, and you hit that shit with a stick, and it's his coat. Your coat he had on. Motherfucker done climbed out of that shit and left that shit on the... He left his coat hanging on the goddamn tree, so you think he's still in it. Okay. I don't know if they had some kind of cocktail party that night, and he pulled his coat off and left his coat by mistake. I don't know. Oh, he lost a ticket. He lost his ticket to claim his fucking coat at coat check. Hey, he got the fuck out of that coat. Well, I say we leave it there and start the show. Hi, I'm Miles, and thanks for joining us for a new day of May I Elaborate? Daily Wisdom from J.B. Smooth. Every day we discuss a quote from a daily calendar to see if J.B. can squeeze even more wisdom and inspiration out of it. Today's quote comes to the calendar, a year of self-love, daily affirmations and actions for self-compassion and self-worth. And here's the quote. It can be scary to let people in because there's always a chance of getting hurt. Yet letting people in is how I get more of the good stuff. Tanya Carroll Richardson. Hmm. It can be scary to let people in. There's always a chance of getting hurt. Yet letting people in is how I get more of the good stuff. Like your dramatic yet. I, I like the good stuff. The good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you want the good stuff. I picture, uh, now I picture somebody uh, in the hallway wearing just a coat. Like, and uh, she's knocking on the door and you want to let her in. But you got to be careful. Oh, I love that shit. Well, after the break, let's let somebody in and see what happens. Welcome back to May I Elaborate? Daily Wisdom from J.B. Smoove. The quote we're looking at today is, it can be scary to let people in because there's always a chance of getting hurt. Yet letting people in is how I get more of the good stuff. Oh, that's what you want to get to, the good stuff, you know? The, the creamy center. Yeah, like those little chocolate bonbons. You bite them and that liquid just like bursts in your mouth with the cherry inside. Oh, man. The liquid. What's the liquid stuff that's the cherry is floating in? Something about that made me not want a, a bonbon. Yeah, I don't know what that is, man. Anyway. Anyway, now, Miles, if you know me, you know one thing about me that is, is accurate. I love me some zombie shows, man. The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, Black Summer, and of course, the classic Night of the Living Dead. Hey, Miles, you ever see where they took the Night of the Living Dead and, and, and uh, took the damn original audio out and added new audio? No. Then with the new audio, they turned that film into a movie about a damn birthday party. And the zombies were kind of crashing, and they weren't invited. You know what I mean? And all the zombies were people who weren't invited. Miles were just coming there to crash the party. Oh, what a great idea. What a great idea. Because nobody wanted to invite no damn zombies to no party. <laughs> that was a great version of that damn movie, man. Oh, I love me some damn zombies, man. And that, that right there took me over the top, man. <laughs> it would be really cool if, if, if all the zombies were 
was Amazon delivery guys, and they all had packages. Now, that would have been cool for two miles. All the all the all the vans outside, like oh, package. <laughs> but they're still delivering them. Yeah, yeah it's still, it's still got a job to do. Just because they're a zombie, that, that that don't stop with their their income and what they got to do. You know, they got families. They got zombie families. Shoot, man, in that damn uh, zombie apocalypse, miles. You know, a world where everyone is fighting for food, water, fuel, and weapons, and, and, and clean underwear. That's what they need the most of. Clean underwear uh, is going to be a necessity, Miles. You can't keep going to the lake and, and rinsing the same ones out and putting them back on, letting them dry. That means you're sitting there butt-ass naked with, with, your, with, your, with your underwear hanging on a, on a tree limb trying to dry before you put them back on. Because if you put them back on wet, you're going to get mold. You get mold in the, in the crease of your legs, you know? And, and anyway, you learn that deciding who to trust is your most difficult task, Miles. You know, you mess around and take a nap, fall asleep, wake up, your underwear gone. Someone had t- taken your underwear off the tree limb. You know, now you got an underwear. So you think that's the biggest concern in a zombie apocalypse is people stealing underwear? Now you're freeballing, Miles. You know what would be cool? A, a, a line of underwear called freeballing, and, and all you have is the elastic waistline. That'd be cool. For people who are who like the freeball, you know what I mean? You just have the, the elastic. So you have the feeling, the uncomfortable feeling of underwear but no, no actual underwear. You free balling. You just have the elastic around your waist. <laughs> I love that idea. You can eat a line of socks. You can do a line of socks that way. Gloves. See, Miles, that, that's why people eventually find their way to a damn shopping mall to hide out in. You got plenty of underwear, food, greeting cards, and, and, and shit. So, all right. I, I, I kind of see where you're going. I, I, I feel like, I don't know if I'd have to do this, but I want to regroup this early. It can be scary to let people in because there's always a chance of getting hurt. Yet letting people in is how I get more of the good stuff. Miles, eventually, you know, people come banging on your door, Miles. Who do you let in? In. Who, who can you trust, Miles? Or, or, or how about this, Miles? You come into some money and decide to open a cool-ass nightclub. You get some top designers to hook your spot up, like, like interior designers, you know? The thing is, they hook up, they, they design nightclubs and stuff like that, you know? You know, and when it's done, you look around at your new ass spot. You decide that your club is going to be exclusive. Exclusive, see? That means you don't let everybody in, Miles, to your goddamn space. High end spot, and, and not just normal exclusive, Miles. I'm talking about exclusive as hell. You know, like back in the day, you need a password to get into the club, and, and to make sure uh, non-exclusive people didn't just overhear the password, and they would change that that password nightly miles so every day was a different password you can't try to come in today with yesterday's password see that that's how you keep it exclusive because only a certain amount of people know it and you keep changing the damn password and you hire security and a big ass bouncer and you ask that bouncer with the job uh, uh his, his task is to keep screening motherfuckers you know what i mean ask people personal shit you know what i mean like uh take a dump today you know what I mean? You need to know that. What's your mom's nickname? Stuff that only he would know. You know what I'm saying? What kind of club are you running? That's, that's the question. I said exclusive. When I say exclusive, I mean exclusive. I get it. I get it. Yep. Also, Miles, and, and when I walk around this bitch, if I see someone who doesn't look exclusive, your ass is fired. If I walk around here and I see somebody who doesn't look like they belong here, that bouncer and security guy is fired. He's fucking out of here. And even he can't even get in. Very exclusive. And if you let the motherfucker in, you better follow his ass around to make sure he's really exclusive. 
See? Now you got an exclusive-ass dude being followed everywhere. See? And, and if, he has a, uh, if he has a question for you, his ass couldn't even come in and ask you because his ass is not exclusive. See? Miles, you separate your exclusivity by your exclusiveness that I'm giving you. So I'm giving you a little bit of exclusiveness in order for you to be exclusive with other people. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and how can a non-exclusive motherfucker decide who's exclusive, Miles? And you know what? And how the fuck do you decide who's exclusive anyway? How about this, Miles? Can a club be so damn exclusive that no one is good enough to enter that bitch? And if that's true, why the fuck do you open that damn club, Miles? If you're the only motherfucker in there and you're the only exclusive person in that bitch, people going to want to get in that bitch. Just like we talked about earlier, about that zombie fucking apocalypse and, and, and fucking Night of Living Dead, all those goddamn zombies were trying to get in the fucking house and they thought it was a birthday party, Miles. Right. They want to get in the bitch. You took the time to set up a ridiculous club and then pose an unanswerable question. Fuck yeah. I mean, you know what name I'm going to do with Miles? I'm going to call the club Bonbons. See? It's Bonbon. Cherry Bonbon. See, inside, it's called Bonbon. And the club's going to be made out of chocolate. The whole outside is made out of chocolate. Like, like construction grade uh, chocolate. And inside, it's going to be like the floors are going to be covered in that that gooey, clear liquid that's going to be cherries all over the floor and all over the tables and stuff. Okay. Definitely not a summer spot. Of course it is. It's, it's, no, it's, it's construction-grade chocolate. I, I think you've created a club that sounds more like a womb, but that that's fine. Another good name for the club, Miles, the womb. God damn it, Miles, you just, you helping me. You helping me, a, a, a future club owner. Yeah, you helping me. The womb. That's a fucking not a great name for a club. Well, look, you have done uh, an absolutely confusing job of of pointing out how scary it is to let people in. But how do you eventually? We want the good stuff, right? We want the cherry goo. How do we get the cherry goo? Last time, here's the quote: you "Can be scared to let people in because there's always a chance of getting hurt. Yet letting people in is how I get more of the good stuff. Give me some of the good stuff and end this, man." Here we go, Miles. I'm gonna put a bow on this thing. Get to the good stuff. You're right. <laughs> Look, I know no one wants to get hurt or tricked or taken advantage of. And, and sure, it seems like the best way to do that is to never let anyone into your damn precious heart or your exclusive club. But as Luther Vandross used to say, a house is not a home when there's no one there to hold you tight. That's because we need people. We are people who need people. And as the saying goes, people, see, people, people, my people. If you don't use it, you lose it. So I say there's nothing wrong with being selective when someone presses your damn buzzer or rings your damn bell. Now, just to make sure you look and see who it is and what the fuck they really want from you. And they're a goddamn zombie trying to get into your fucking party. Now, if, now, now, I say this. And if you were expecting that someone, that's great. You buzz their ass in. Let their zombie ass in. But, but if you weren't, check them out. Ask a few questions. See what their story is. And let them stand in the foyer. Let them stand in the foyer. Don't let them all the way in. Let them stand in the fucking foyer. Now, if he checks out, let us ask into the living room. You never know. This might be the beginning of a new relationship. Or if nothing else, maybe you get a pizza that was meant for somebody else. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with free pizza. Shit. <laughs> Especially during a damn zombie apocalypse. Woo-hoo. <laughs> You're going to need all the food you can get. Hey, Miles, see? 
One of them goddamn zombies were all pizza delivery guys. And they all had pizzas and shit. Pizza party time. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. I, I, I get it. I love you, it. You got to be safe. You got to be careful. But in the end, we need people. We need things. We need the good stuff. And every now and then, you got to bite on that bonbon and let that gooey juice drip down your throat and to get to that cherry. As disgusting as I hope that sounded. I love that idea, man. <laughs> the Bonbon Club. Hey, thanks for it. joining us on another ah, episode of May Out <laughs> Daily wisdom from J.B. Smooth. I want to give a special oh, thanks to Workman Publishing for all letting us borrow from the calendar a year of self-love, daily affirmations and actions for self-compassion and self everywhere. As always, we hope you had a good time and maybe even were inspired along the way. Before you go, please leave us a comment while you're at it. A great review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Please continue to leave us your quotes. As always, we'll be selecting some to feature on our show. And be on the lookout for our special celebrity guest, J.B. has a bunch of friends. He's going to invite them. And they're going to be here. They'll come on to help us break down a oh, quote. Man. It'll be it's fun. Material you won't want to miss it. Once again, I'm Miles and he's... Hey, hey, hey. hey. Uh, J.B. Smooth, the owner and operator of Bonbons. This has been a Team Coco production. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.